Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. And that is the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch into the first hour. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so do enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Start things out. A tragic story. And it's tragic because you've got two of the worst government agencies working together to ruin people's lives. FEMA and the IRS? Nope, nope. Try again. <sighs> worst government I mean, those agencies. are two bad ones. I mean, they're all, they're all pretty bad, but these are two of the worst um, as D- far as ruining lives are concerned. DEA. Yeah, okay. That's one. Um, now, the other one's not federal. Local. I, 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 a local agency? Well, state, state run. I don't know. CPS, Child Protective Services. Services. Okay. Now, I've never seen a story with these two organizations working together to destroy somebody's life, but it has happened, and I'm sure this isn't the first time it's happened, but this is the first time we've had a story about it. The story's from the Drug War Chronicle at StopTheDrugWar.org. Ronnie Knowles never saw it coming. The church-going businessman, husband, and father of three young girls knew he was taking a risk when he opened a medical marijuana dispensary in Corona, a suburban community in the high desert of Riverside County, east of Los Angeles. In fact, uh, we've got a station out in that in that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, although he had played by the rules, obeyed all state laws, and successfully battled the city and court to stay open, Knowles knew there was a chance of trouble with law enforcement. He knew there was a chance that the federal DEA coming down on him, as it has done with at least 40 other dispensaries this year alone. And we've certainly seen these stories. Uh, we've talked about them. I mean, we haven't talked about all 40 because they're all the same. I mean, essentially what happens is the DEA shows up, kicks in the door of the dispensary. You know, they're armed to the teeth and goes in and steals their marijuana, steals their cash and usually doesn't arrest anyone. Yeah. Now, there are exceptions where they do arrest people, but usually they don't. They just go in, rob the place and then leave. Yeah, it's a uh, strange activity. It doesn't really make any sense. Oh, it makes can, sense. They get money and marijuana from how the can operation. they take um, money? Or, you know, how can they take stuff from people that they haven't charged them with due process to take? Well, if they if they if they charge somebody, then it can be challenged in court. Mm-hmm. But if they don't charge somebody, then you can't do anything. I suppose you could bring suit against them for doing it. Good luck. For the most part, you can't do anything mm-hmm. unless you're extremely wealthy and just full of free time to sue the DEA. Of course. You know, the odds of you actually winning against the DEA in federal court, not so great. Well, you certainly would You would have to pay for it versus the DEA, which would make just everybody pay for their court case. So when the DEA finally did come down on him, it was far worse than he ever imagined. At 6 a.m. on July 17th, the quiet of Knoll's suburban neighborhood was disrupted by the whir of hovering helicopters as heavily armed DEA agents stormed his home and collective. They seized cash and marijuana, seized his property, seized his personal and business bank accounts. They then arrested him on federal marijuana charges. But that wasn't enough for the DEA. The Raiders also called Child Protective Services. With Knowles already hustled off to jail, his wife sitting handcuffed in a police car in his home in shambles after being tossed by the DEA, CPS social workers said his three children were endangered and seized them, too. Knowles and his wife were also charged with felony child endangerment. Now, this is a businessman. He's not some scummy guy living in a shack, uh, you know, starving his children or anything like that. 
The three girls, ages 1, 3, and 5, were held in protective foster care, with Nalls and his wife only being able to see them during one-hour supervised visit each week. He said, my oldest girl thought she was being punished for doing something wrong. When we went to visit her, she said... So how were they able to visit? They weren't in jail? I guess he got out. And, and then they didn't give his kids back? No, they're endangered, according to the C- according to CPS. Oh, God. I thought they took him because he was just he was locked up. Uh, no, the, well, I mean that was the first. I'm sure that was the first reason, but the, they were charged also with felony child endangerment. So apparently, having a, a marijuana business is mm-hmm. endangering children somehow. Not quite sure how that works. Maybe you can explain it to me. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But her, um, his daughter was confused. The five year old said when when we went to, uh, she said. He says that we when, when when we went to visit her, she said, "Daddy, we're ready to come home now. We promise to be good." Hmm. But the Nalls couldn't tell their children the only thing that would comfort them that they would be coming home soon. That would violate CPS regulations because it might not be true. Right. In fact, it took five weeks of hearings and heartache before a family court judge decided the children would indeed be safe with their parents. But the child endangerment charges still stand. Nall says, I was numb, to- uh, totally flabbergasted, outraged, and left speechless. They told my wife we were endangering the kids because of the medicine we had in the house, but we only had some in a refrigerator in the garage that has alarmed, uh, that has a- an alarm door and my own medicine in a locked container in my office. The DEA broke that lock. So remember, the DEA called CPS after they trashed the house and did all that damage. Would they treat us that way if it had been prescription Xanax? The DEA was not apologetic about its handiwork. A DEA spokesperson confirmed that its people had called CPS. They said, At any time we do an operation where children are present, we have a responsibility to call CPS. But we don't make the decision about whether the children are endangered. While it would not discuss the particulars of the Nalls case, the uh, CPS department denies that medical marijuana use or presence is a reason for removal of children on the filing of endangerment or the... In fi- oh. On the filing of endangerment charges, Susan Lowe, director of the bureaucracy, says drugs alone does not constitute a reason for removal. More relevantly, the issue of medical marijuana doesn't constitute a reason for us to remove the children. There have to be other issues present that indicate neglect or abuse. That claim brought a sharp response from the attorney who represented Knowles, James Anthony, on land use issues related to his dispensary when he supported Lowe's statement of the Riverside County CPS policy... While he supported it, he said he di- it didn't reflect reality in the county. Saying, as a medical cannabis activist attorney and a friend of the Nalls family, I would say it's very good news and seems to reflect a change of position or a position held at the top that hasn't filtered down yet to the working staff of CPS. So what he's saying is that the executive of CPS is saying, no, 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 marijuana, that's not a reason for child endangerment charges. But apparently it was a reason for the lower level bureaucrats to file those charges. So apparently there's a disconnect as far as communications are concerned. Mm-hmm. The low-level bureaucrats just apparently didn't get the word that having marijuana in the house wasn't a problem. But it's California. <laughs> <laughs> well, Riverside County CPS has an alarming reputation as quick to take children out of medical cannabis households and to press endangerment charges, said the attorney. The position the director laid out is exactly as it should be. Medical cannabis is no more relevant to the best interest of children than any prescription drug. The California Supreme Court said as much when it said that medical cannabis is as legal as any prescription drug. In the Nall's case, what does the agency allege is the neglect or abuse? Two loving parents, a nice middle-class home, 
Parents who care enough to avail themselves of legal, harmless medicine to keep themselves well? The only abuse I'm aware of at the Knoll's home was the abuse done by federal law enforcement when they invaded that home without warning and heavily armed, terrorizing those poor children for no reason at all. Can you imagine what that must be like it's for a five-year-old? Be, it's got to be awful. It's got to be like stormtroopers coming into the house. Give us the children. I mean, it's got to be terrible. I can't even begin to imagine what that situation would be like. What, how someone who is less than 10 or even less than 15 would, you know, would handle that situation, but especially a young person. Yeah, and there's no reason the, 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 the federal government should be involved in uh, enforcement of drug laws. That's a state issue, and the state cops can deal with it, and the state has right. dealt with it in California. But, well, you're right. There is no reason for the feds to be involved, but, but if they are going to come in and arrest somebody... Do you really need to bring in helicopters and an armed SWAT team to bust a businessman who's running a medical marijuana dispensary? Doesn't make any sense. What is the point of all this? What is the point of this show of force? Is it to just simply scare the crap out of people? I think it is because they just don't want to give up on the drug war. They don't want to give up on the war on marijuana, which you know is going to it's going to change everything in the uh, the drug war says the DEA could have called me, this is the lawyer, and I would have advised my client to turn himself in. It's not like he was hiding. If CPS wants to charge someone with child abuse, they should start with the DEA. Under their own standards as described here, there's no basis to prosecute Anisha Knowles for anything. If there is any child abuse involved, it's coming from the state, uh, says uh, the executive director of the National Coalition for Child Protection Reform, which is what we see over and over again when CPS and DHS or or DCF, they're different names in different states, when these child protection government organizations come in and take kids from a household, they usually put them into the foster system, which there are some good foster parents out there, but there's also a chance you're going to get a molester or some sick weirdo who's going to lock your kid in a closet and starve him to death. So I don't know if it's really that much of a better situation in the government's care. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, including archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can go back for not just a week, but an entire year right there on the front page of our website at freetalklive.com. And I know for a fact uh, we've got some new listeners tonight in uh, our very own Keene, New Hampshire, listening on WKBK 1290. Welcome, WKBK. Uh, yes, and so it, th- these are people that have never heard the show before, many of them. And so we invite you to our, uh, to our website at freetalklive.com and see what you've been missing. Yeah, For those of you who have never heard the show before, it's a little shocking sometimes. We take positions on this show that people that you've likely never heard before. But if you keep listening... There's a certain amount of consistency to it. And then if you keep listening beyond that, there's a certain amount of logic to it. And if you keep listening beyond that, well, you're going to believe everything we do. Well, we disagree on things, Mark, you and I, and, and we'll have those conflicts over time. But anyway, welcome to our new listeners. Also, welcome to uh, the listeners that usually listen up in Kalispell, Montana, on KGEZ. They're joining us for the first time on Saturday nights tonight. I do love KGEZ. Because uh, they're on for the weekday show, and they're just now adding the Saturday show. Mm-hmm. Maybe eventually we'll get on KBK weekdays. We keep our fingers crossed for that. 
800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. By the way, the show is brought to you by SACL CAI. If you own a company that's struggling to collect money from past due accounts, you know that they're uh, problematic, not only from the standpoint of diminished revenues, but you find yourself sidetracked by the arduous task of trying to collect on those accounts. Consequently, valuable time and resources are pulled away from your principal operations. SACL CAI liberates you from inefficiencies in the vexing task of collections. SACL CAI, see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's right there at the top of the page. If you've got a company that produces widgets or whatever it is that you do, you don't need to be spending your time trying to collect bills. Let somebody else do that. So what I want to know is, we started the show out tonight with a story from California, another tragic story that didn't have to happen. In case you don't know, in 1996, the voters in California passed a referendum that made it legal for California people to get a prescription from a doctor and then go and purchase legally from from real businesses that are open publicly. Uh, You could go in and purchase marijuana. For a variety of different problems. Marijuana has been found to be very helpful for people with AIDS and cancer. Uh, it helps them keep down their medicine. It helps people with glaucoma. It helps uh, people with multiple sclerosis. I mean, there are so many different things that uh, th- this this drug really is wonderful to help people with. I don't know that it's a drug, but this, uh, you know, herbal remedy. Any chemical that alters your body chemistry is technically a drug, as, okay. as I understand it. So, So they passed this referendum. And the federal government, ever since, for the last decade, has continued to just say, flip you to California. We don't care about your local laws. It's federal law that matters. And federal law says that marijuana is illegal. Federal law says, in fact, marijuana is as bad as heroin. That's what federal law, that's how federal law treats marijuana. Of course, anybody that's ever smoked marijuana or consumed marijuana in any form knows that's not true. But then again, it's the federal government. They're not really too concerned with the truth. What they're interested in is confiscating your marijuana. So that's what they've been doing for the last decade is they keep going in and they raid these dispensaries. They steal all their marijuana. Sometimes they arrest people. Sometimes they don't. They steal their cash and then they go away. And then they sit and watch as the dispensary owners and the people behind the scenes there try to get their their S together and get some more cash together and, and reopen their business because they have patients they're taking care of, people in wheelchairs, that sort of thing. Right. Imagine how a store would do if... Uh you know, if they, a, a, a band of brigands supported by the government came in and took all, had the time to take all of their inventory mm-hmm. and took all their money that they had in, um, on hand, I mean, it would be nearly impossible. But yet, believe it Here's or not. Here's what I want to know mm-hmm. is, um, you know, there's, there's a certain amount of security you can have um, in your business. It's called a safe. You can uh, take the money that you have on hand and put it in a safe. Mm-hmm. Does the DEA hold a gun on the manager of the dispensary and say, Open the safe I bet now, they do. or we shoot you. Just like a common criminal. I bet they do. Because they are after that cash, my friend. And so my question is, in this story we were talking about, not only did they take the marijuana and take the cash, but they took the kids, too. They took the children of the owner of the medical marijuana dispensary in Riverside, California. And I want to know if there's anybody out there listening to this show right now that thinks to themselves, yeah, that's what they should have done. Yeah, take those kids away from those parents. Somebody who agrees with what the DEA did. I don't care if you're in law enforcement, if you're just a regular person. 
If you are on the side of the DEA, can you please explain your position? 800-259-9231. And, you know, there has to be 51% of the people out there that agree with this because the people that support big government would have you believe that, in fact, um, this is all, you know, that this, this is every, what the people want. Everything that the government does, they do in the name of a majority of the people. Right. So don't 51% of the people out there think that the taking away of these children and giving them to the uh, foster uh, homes is a good thing? So that's what I want to know. The number is 800-259-9231. In the meantime, we go to the phones, to the fun. Josh in Washington, listening on KUSA. Hey, Josh. Hey, I was listening to this, uh, this deal down in California with DEA, uh, CPS. I, I, you know, this is just the start of it. This is communistic. It how how is that? It's not any better. Well, this is just big government coming in trampling over little people. And if the voters don't start watching who they're voting into power here before long, we're going to lose more and more and more of our rights. Yep, you're absolutely right about that. Um, this, this stuff needs to stop. And it's right up to the American people to make it in. And it starts right at home. Now, do you think that the only way to stop it is to change the uh, the federal government, is to elect new people into the federal government? I think that the whole Congress itself needs to be overhauled. I think that people need to start calling back people that have been in there, uh, congressmen and senators who have been in there longer than they should be as far as a, a normal term is considered. Isn't the re-election uh, rate for incumbents than... like 97% or 96% or something like that? It doesn't seem like anyone's really interested in calling them back. Well, you know, people better wake up because uh, if they don't, it's going to be martial law here. I You're mean, right. We're, we're right now stressing over uh, Pakistan. Well, <laughs> it's going to be right here. Did you know that, uh, was it the Military Commissions? I know it was Defense Authorization Act, I think, of 2007, that essentially repealed posse comitatus in this country to where now, if indeed something happens, they can use almost anything as an excuse, natural disaster, or some sort of terrorist thing, they can come in there and they can use the military as a police force in the in the United States. They can do that legally now. Did you even know that? I did. And in fact, I think if there was another terrorist attack here and with the elections coming up and everything, I think Bush can even stay in power. Some people have been speculating about that. There was similar speculation back in 2004, obviously, and it didn't happen. Uh, and I, I'm, I expect we'll continue to see that speculation on the rise, especially as Ron Paul continues to get more and more popular. Um, and as you may be aware, Ron Paul's the only candidate of all the Democrats and Republicans who wants to shut down the DEA, which is a very sensible position, in my, uh, in my opinion. Josh, do you have any other thoughts? Well, I, you know, shutting down the DEA would be a start, that's for sure. It sure I, I would. Some other, some other government agencies that are failing. He wants to I shut down the IRS, too. Right. I think he has a laundry list of alphabet agencies that he'd like to shut down. Thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate it. You're 800-259-9231. It's easy to find people who agree with us on ending the drug war. Where are the drug warriors? Why don't you defend the status quo? Are you just... Do you understand that your, your position is indefensible? Is that why you aren't calling in? This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. 
That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free. So enjoy those on us, including the wiki. There's over 1,400 pages that were created by listeners like you. It's like the listener-editable version of our website, and it's free, of course. So head over to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. Do you need a new computer but don't seem to have the money or the credit to buy one? MyPCCredit.com is your answer. Finance top-quality new computers and laptops and hundreds of other electronics. There are no credit checks, no turndowns. If you're 18 years or older and have proof of income, you're approved. Prices start at just $22 a month. Go to MyPCCredit.com. Finance your new computer to get today. That's MyPCCredit.com. 800-259-9231. Uh, we can talk more about marijuana, but we'll take your calls about anything. That is the point of Free Talk Live. You call in, bring up what you want. If uh, It's up to you. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Mark in Indianapolis. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, hey what's on your mind, sir? Uh, not much. I was wondering, well, in regard to the issue you guys were talking about with the DEA, and uh, this overall federal government is completely out of control without, you know, any... Um, I guess voter or citizen, uh, you know, um, argument against what they're doing. Um, I was wondering if the Ron Paul whole crusade, you know, campaign for uh, president doesn't work out. Is there a movement there in the uh, Free State Project for uh, actual secessionism, or there's there's nothing explicitly. Um organized necessarily but there are definitely people here in new hampshire uh, whether they be free staters or whether they just be regular new hampshireites that have lived here their whole lives there are definitely people that are interested in that idea in fact there are uh, secession movements in california vermont yeah, there's, 22 now. Hmm? there's 22 uh movements right now all over the country i mean for south carolina's got one for kind of a theocratic state vermont has one for you know socialist one i'm just thinking right. uh how cool would it be? I'm sorry. I was going to say, how cool would it be if uh, Vermont seceded and became just this socialist, just garbage land, and then uh, then New Hampshire seceded and became this f- wonderful free market uh, land? That would be just so awesome. It'd be a wonderful study in contrast too. Right. Well, we just can't keep seceding the government. I mean, with the uh, government just putting out money left and right, you know, the trillion dollar war we have now. Um, Taxes, everything else. It's got to come to an end sooner or later. I totally agree. I don't think if Ron Paul doesn't get elected in 2008, uh, I, I, I will just completely flush the federal government. I have no interest yep. in trying to reform it. See, it's now, impossible I'm, to get I'm under control. I'm not for secession. I, I, I would Even prefer- if Ron Paul doesn't win, I mean, four years later, there's going to be some more damage done, man. Well, you know, um, look, I'm, I'm just not for secession right now. Um, you know, when, when the time comes for secession, I'll talk to you about secession. When but will today- you know? When will it be time? It's not today. <laughs> well, All right. Mark, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, okay, people have been talking about this for years. You know, every generation saying we want to change government, we want to change the world. Well, everyone's failed, you know, and all these movements have failed. Um, the one you guys got going on sounds like it can work. And I don't think if the government gets more tyrannical and it's more out of control, out of, uh, you know, control where people can um, have something to say about it. The more people are going to be moving there. Yeah. Mark, thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate the thoughts. 800-259-9231. I agree with you, Mark. Now isn't necessarily the time for secession. People aren't upset enough yet at what the federal government is doing. Uh, it hasn't really, all of the t- tyranny hasn't really hit home for most Americans. But I think as more people start to wake up to the message of liberty, and Ron Paul is helping a lot of Americans wake up to that message, more so than ever in the past. 
as they start to understand that liberty is important and then they start to understand that the federal government could give a flip about their liberty and that it's been taking it away week after week after week with law after law after regulation after regulation, maybe they will get upset enough to start thinking, you know, it doesn't seem like we can do much to change this federal government. Screw it. Let's pull out. I guess I, I you know, that, that has to happen more for me to get to that point because I'm just not there. All right. 800-259-9231 if you want to comment on secession. Is it viable? If there were enough people interested in secession, could it happen? Or are you paranoid and do you think the federal government's going to roll in tanks on whichever state decides to secede first? Because it might not be New Hampshire. It might be Vermont. I think that they've probably got the most farthest mature, I guess. They're getting more press than anybody else. Right. The most mature, uh, noteworthy secessionist movement up there. And if Vermont secedes, I'll be cheering them on. Because if Vermont secedes, that'll pave the way for whichever state is next to secede, whether it be Wyoming or Montana or New Hampshire or California. Because it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that the uh, that the, the socialists would hate, to, would hate to see California go. I can tell you that. Sure, they would. It's got a huge economy. But the, they the economy go. the size of France. It's like the seventh economy in the world. People California. have been talking about the entire West Coast seceding, because the West Coast. In the urban areas is mostly just dominated by socialists. People, so, socialists show up wherever there's money. Okay, true. Because they need to suck off of that but money. But you, you agree that the, the uh, urban centers of California are probably more socialist than the urban centers of Montana. Yes. Right? Okay. So, there are urban centers in Montana. It's not that ter- urban in Montana, you know? Well, whatever you want to consider, whatever the population zones are, okay? Sure. Wherever the most population is. But, I mean, you know, it's, they're hard to compare. All I'm saying is, Mark, there's more socialists on the West Coast. That's all I'm saying. And I think they should be able to split off because I don't want those people deciding how I should live my life over here 3,000 miles away or 2,000 miles away. Right. They're voting for a president that, you know, they're voting for somebody entirely different than you would ever vote for. And the fact is there are different value sets even from from town to town and from individual to individual. So the idea that this federal government can somehow know what's best for everybody is absolutely absurd. And I just love the idea. 800-259-9231. In fact, uh, some interesting things are changing. Things are shifting in a much more positive direction. We started the show talking about marijuana and the, the raids going out in California. And Drew Carey has done his own show talking about that very same issue. Drew Carey, nationally known comedian, Mm -hmm. host of The Price is Right now. According to the Associated Press, Bob Barker's famously closed each episode of The Price is Right with a pitch to spay and neuter pets. His successor is taking a stand on a more controversial subject, marijuana. Drew Carey won't tout, uh, won't tout toking up on The Price is Right, but he defends the use of medical marijuana in a video posted online this week on Reason.tv. I watched it actually earlier this morning, and it's very, very good. Uh, it's not, you know, it's very short. It's only a ten-minute little segment, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it's sort of in that same vein as some of the other recent uh, well-done documentaries that have been uh, completed on the medical marijuana issue. He says, smell that smell, says the 49-year-old comedian as he walks into an L.A. medical marijuana dispensary. That's the smell of freedom. The video is one of 20 Carrie will host for the Reason Foundation, a nonprofit educational group whose ideas some people call libertarian and whose mission is to advance freedom, said President David Knott. Carey offered to produce brief documentaries on topics ranging from traffic congestion, which was the first one that he did, uh, to immigration for the foundation's website. 
Drew Carey connects with regular people. He's a regular guy. He has a regular guy's look at things, and that's why this seems like a great thing, he said. We're interested in freedom across the spectrum, and good journalism about those subjects is important in the world of ideas. It's Carey's Everyman Appeal that helped him land the coveted job of the host of Price is Right, but executives from CBS and Fremantle Media that produces Price had no comment Thursday about Carey's extracurricular work. Carey also declined to comment Thursday, but not he's not shy about his position on medical marijuana. In the video, he says, I think it's clear by now the federal government needs to reclassify marijuana. People who need it should be able to get it safely and easily. Though mar- uh, medical marijuana might be controversial, medical uh, media experts and fans of The Price is Right said Carey's political punditry will have little, if any, effect on the stalwart show or the comedian's career. His uh, longtime celebrity publicist said 20 years ago, this would have been career suicide. But in the early part of the 20th century, a guy like Drew Carey can come out with his position and it will not injure him. So the fact that the experts are looking at this and saying, hey, no big deal, Mm -hmm. that's pretty exciting. The fact that Drew Carey even stepped out of his role as comedian or host of a game show to take on political issues, to take on these very controversial subjects... Well, we think they're controversial, but no one ever calls in to disagree with us on marijuana. 800-259. People know that it's it's not nearly as harmful as alcohol. The vast well, majority of people know that. 1-800-259-9231. So this shows, that the example about Drew Carey shows we're going down a very positive road, at least in some aspects. At least in the, uh, the, the, the country's acceptance of this as an idea of legalizing, decriminalizing marijuana. More on the way. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are totally free. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go and amp up. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. And the idea is... We give you the website for free, and then we ask you to just send us a few bucks a month if you like the show. And you want to help get us on more radio stations across the country, and therefore spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. And you get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in line, AMP-only forum and chat room. All of the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Drew Carey has come out of the closet. Well, he's not not, not as a gay man, but uh, in support of marijuana. Now, we don't know if Drew is a marijuana consumer. He but, doesn't say that, and I wouldn't if I were him. But he's awfully friendly towards it, and he has definitely well, taken a very strong position in favor of decriminalization I or reclassification. In, I, I believe in decriminalization of marijuana, and I don't smoke it. You have, though. I have in the past. Right. Uh, so, according to the story from the Associated Press, they're, they're interviewing some, uh, some industry experts uh, one of the one of the celebrity publicists says that 20 years ago, if some celebrity came out in favor of marijuana or medical marijuana, it would have been career suicide. But nowadays, it's not a big deal anymore. And I think that's a, that's an indicator that there's something happening to uh, to people in America to where they're they're coming to the point where they're understanding that. It's just been wrong to put people in jail cells for this. Last year alone, over 800,000 Americans were arrested for marijuana, and most of it was for possession, just simple possession. Yep. Uh, That's more than the population of Delaware that was arrested for marijuana. It's crazy. I I think people are understanding now that marijuana is a drug that is used by millions of Americans 
by probably a lot of the people listening to this show right now. And if you aren't a user, then you probably know someone who does. Whether or not you know if they do or not doesn't matter. Fact is, one of your friends or family members or co-workers is likely a marijuana consumer. And their life would not be any better off if they got busted and thrown in a jail cell for right. several nights. Even, right, even if you disagree with the use of marijuana and you think it's a bad thing, isn't jail worse? You know, um, if just imagine... And a record? You know, just imagine who, whomever it is that you know in your life that's uh, done marijuana and you think that it's done terrible things to them. Imagine how much worse off they'd be right now if they had a big, long prison sentence to go with it. Sean Wells, a 32-year-old office worker from Taylorville, Illinois, who's ex- identified himself online as a Price is Right fan, said in a telephone interview that uh, Carrie's political self-expression is not going to impact me whatsoever. He said, in this day and age where everything is electronic, everybody knows everything about everyone. Twenty years ago, Drew Carey could have had the same views and nobody would have known it or thought anything of it. Older Price viewers could be turned off by Carrie's politics, but I don't think it'll make a huge difference, says the... Um, the publicist, since Kerry is so new to prices, right? He's taking a risk speaking out on such a controversial topic, uh, says the uh, says one of the women that runs the Prices Right fan site. People are naturally connecting him with the show, uh, but his outspokenness could earn him new fans. The younger generation could learn something. Uh, she added that medical marijuana video doesn't affect whether or not I watch the show at all. Prices Right is an icon in and of itself. I don't think Carrie's videos would stop people from watching. I mean, can you imagine somebody would boycott the Prices Right because Drew Carey thinks that people should be able to smoke marijuana for medicinal purposes? Somebody might. I, I can't hardly even imagine who that would be, unless it was like a DEA front group mm-hmm. or an ONDCP front group or something like that. Partnership for the Drug-Free America. You know, form some some little subcorporation and make it look like people care about this. Well, somebody who had uh, strong feelings, uh, you know, in that direction might. The toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. And uh, we've gone through almost the entire hour now, and still no one has called in to defend the do. actions of the they DEA. They never do. I, I just hope that I can egg them into it one of these days. <laughs> Every once in a while you get a drug uh, warrior call, but it's yeah, rare. It is rare. I mean, like once a year we'll get a drug warrior calling into this show. And I think that's another good sign. I mean, the fact is yep. we can't dig up people to defend this thing. Half they people. won't come on the air to defend it either. The organizations, the Mothers Against Drunk Driving, I realize it's not a drug war organization, but uh, they're not interested in talking to us. They don't want to answer questions. Again, I guess it's because they don't want to really have to defend this. They don't have to defend the status quo. Things no. are the way they want them to be. and so They don't need defend, to defend the drug war. Yeah. You go to jail if you uh, don't agree with what they have to say. Anyway, you can bring up anything, 800-259-9231. Time for some corrupt cop stories. We haven't done these in a little while. New Haven, Connecticut, since we're talking about the war on drugs, you have to understand that if it weren't for the war on drugs, we wouldn't have very many corrupt cops at all. No, there wouldn't. There, there wouldn't, wouldn't be. be anything to the really corrupt easy them money with. wouldn't ruin these people's uh, lives. You know, they wouldn't make bad decisions. Uh, they wouldn't be, you know, they wouldn't go to jail. Their families wouldn't be ruined. But while drugs are illegal, there's serious money in distributing them. And so in New Haven, Connecticut... The former head of the New Haven Police Drug Squad, the head of the drug squad, Mm. admitted last Friday to stealing tens of thousands of dollars left by the FBI in a corruption sting and taking thousands more in bribes from bail bondsmen. 
William White, 63, pleaded, uh, pleaded guilty to one count of theft of government property and one count of conspiracy to take bribes. The flamboyant White, a 39-year veteran, was New Haven's top narc throughout the 1990s and collected much of the evidence used by federal anti-crime task forces to break up drug-dealing organizations in New Haven and Bridgeport, but was always shadowed by allegations of evidence-fixing and missing drug money. He went down when the FBI caught him on video, stealing $27,500 from the trunk of a car he was told belonged to a drug dealer. During the investigation, White also boasted that he'd made a lot of money off of bail bondsmen by accepting bribes to help them find fugitives, a service police should provide in the normal course of business. That led to the bribery conspiracy charge. Legal documents introduced in court also show that at least one case of detectives manufacturing evidence to bolster a potential drug prosecution. Charges were dropped in that case. White was fired after his arrest. Police Chief Francisco Orti later disbanded the narcotics unit, and some of its cases were turned over to the state police, pending a review of the unit's performance. The top drug cop in New Haven, Connecticut, on the squad for 39 years, busted stealing money from what he thought was a drug dealer. Such a shame. So, you have to ask yourself, is it just a few bad apples? Or is it just that the few bad apples just happen to make it to the top positions in these bureaucracies? You think this is a coincidence? He's not the only top cop who's been busted for these sorts of things. He's not the only sheriff to get uh, taken down on corruption charges. And you have to ask yourself, if he was doing it after 39 years, if he got caught 39 years into his career, when did he start? When was the first time he stole a thousand dollars from a little, you know, a little drug bust on the side of the road? When was the first time? And how many times did he do it since then? We'll never know. It, as soon as the FBI told him that there was some money in the back of that car, or that that, that car belonged to a drug dealer, he was there, got that money right out, didn't he? Eight hundred two five nine ninety two forty one. I don't think the FBI told him that. What happened was the FBI set it up mm-hmm. as though it was a drug dealer, and they caught him. I see. So he got uh, got stung. Let's go. Ladies first to Becky in New Hampshire listening on WKBK. Hey, Becky. Hi, how are you? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? As far as medical marijuana is concerned, um, you can't get it here, so the only things a doctor will give me for my rheumatoid arthritis or something that will rot me from the inside, like Percocet. Mm. So, so you are a you are someone who has tried marijuana and you uh, you know it, it works for you. Yes, sir. Now, can you explain what it does? Now, rheumatoid arthritis that usually manifests in the fingers, or where do you have your rheumatoid arthritis? All over, because it's in the blood. Mm. Okay, so you just hurt basically all over your Pretty body. Pretty much, yeah. And uh, has is marijuana the best so far? What you found the best thing to treat that for you? Yeah, and the closest thing that'll get me to stop hurting, unless it's marijuana, is if I smoke cigars heavily. Hmm. <laughs> and now, now, how much does it take when you, when you actually load up a pipe of marijuana or you roll a joint? How many hits does it take before you start feeling the effects? Like maybe two. See, this is what's very interesting, Mark. And and um, I wish I could remember the name of the documentary, but Showtime did a documentary recently. Uh, I, it's it's escaping me at the moment. But uh, the same thing happened there. They showed a woman, actually um, a medical marijuana patient, taking hits off of a pipe. and In pot we trust. In pot we trust. The same thing happened. 
within two hits, she was able to speak clearly. She had a speech impediment, mm-hmm. and the marijuana helped her speak clearly. So, I mean, it's just, it's amazing what you know, the people that do. don't believe that oh, marijuana yeah. can help people, it, they're just, they're, they're not even looking at, the, at, at, at people that uh, are helped by this. Absolutely. In fact, there have been some presidential candidates that have been uh, sort of bird-dogged and asked these questions. They were asked by a man in a wheelchair who said, this helps me. <laughs> Will you please stop these federal raids on the marijuana clinics? And uh, I think Romney like turned around and walked away from the guy. Just ignored him. Well, Romney him needs off. to get the stick out of his butt anyway. Well, yeah. he's a jerk, and they're all jerks. Well, except for Ron Paul. Ron Paul's the only yeah. one who actually wants to end this insane war on drugs. And Becky, we're going to be on WKBK every Saturday night, so I hope you'll listen again and call us again. Thank you for the call. We oh, appreciate yeah. By it. By the way, you'll have to you'll have to talk to us uh, some other time. We appreciate your call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Hour number two is on the way. In fact, speaking of Little Keene, New Hampshire, we've got a uh, nationally-oriented story that's happening right here in Keene. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. We're launching into hour number two, and you can take control of the airwaves. Toll free. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it is Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. So I said at the end of last hour, that we have a sort of a locally originating but nationally important story happening right here in our very own little Keene, New Hampshire, where we do the show from. And it's a- appropriately enough that we happen to be on in Keene for the first time ever uh, tonight to talk about this, because it happened yesterday. And I purpose- purposefully held off on discussing it on last night's show, because I knew we were going to be on in Keene tonight, so I figured... Better talk about it tonight. Sure, this didn't come as a surprise to us. Um, For those of you who have been listening to the show for a little while, you know that our Friday night co-host, Julia, has been running for city council here in Keene, New Hampshire. Uh, She's running as a uh, candidate in uh, Ward 4. There are five wards in Keene. And interestingly enough... People just don't participate in local politics, whether it be here or across the country. Uh, Believe it or not... The five wards are each up for election this year, and of the five wards, there's only one contest, only one, and that's the one where Julia filed. Of all of the other wards, all incumbents, all the people that have been in office, they're going right back in. There's nobody opposing them. So Julia is the only ward seat that's, uh, that is a, is, she's the opposition for that ward seat. And uh, the, the, the campaign's been going pretty well, uh, considering we've spent all of, I don't know, 60 bucks? You don't, have to spend, you don't have to spend a lot. You just have to get some press. Right. And we've gotten, we've certainly gotten press uh, for a variety of different things. But hopefully we're going to get some more press here within the next couple of days because things just got very interesting. Uh, yesterday, Julia was contacted by the New Hampshire Attorney General. Mm, that's got to scare you. The state attorney general. And apparently they were pretty rude about it. In fact, uh, she's here right now. Let's bring her in on uh, microphone three. Julia, how are you tonight? I'm excellent. Now, normally, you? normally you're co-hosting the show yeah. with us, but now you're a guest at the moment. 
And uh, so what happened yesterday while you were doing your job at work? Well, it was about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and, and I got a phone call. And I'm actually not even in the store that I'm normally in. I work as a restaurant manager here in Keene. And so I was a little confused as to why anybody would call me in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And, and I picked up the phone, and the last thing I expected was it to be the New Hampshire Attorney General. I don't actually know if it was him or somebody that works for him. I'm not. It was an assistant attorney general, I believe. Okay. Well, I was shocked. I, I I was totally thrown off guard. And and I'm actually in the middle of a promotion right now. I'm training for it. And so this, I always take my job seriously, but this is a, a very serious week for me, or next two weeks. Mm-hmm. And so this guy calls and he says to me, um, I need to talk to you about something that you said on Free Minds TV in an interview. And my mind was quickly racing, and I, I tried to think of anything that I could have said that, that was offensive or bad, and I honestly couldn't couldn't come up with anything. Now, when you called me about this, I knew instantly what it was. Really? Yeah, I knew instantly. Well... And by the way, you can watch the episode that is in question at freekeen.com. Anybody can go and watch, uh, watch this. It was, it was actually... I mean, I'm in an office with a couple of managers that I don't really know, and these... You know what I mean? And my jaw just dropped. And so when I got off the phone with him, I had to explain, of course, what happened. Basically, I told the man, I interrupted him, and I said, listen, I'm at work. I don't appreciate people calling me at work because... You mean you can't just drop everything? You can't just drop all your responsibilities and spend half an hour talking to some bureaucrat? Right. No, I can't. I work for... They pay me to work, not to sit and talk on the phone. I'll tell you, I'm very proud of you for, for saying that. Most people, you know, when confronted by a situation like this AG, and as a matter of fact, um, they they said, we, you must talk to us. The first time you said, no, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Then they said, you must talk to us. Yes, he was very pushy. And um, I'm so proud of you for standing up to him and, and telling him. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, the last time somebody called a, uh, a restaurant and pretended to be a police officer, a girl took her clothes off for the manager. You remember that story from the McDonald's? Yeah, I don't know if that's the last time, but yes, it did happen. Certainly. Well, they, I mean, so a lot of people, when confronted with someone claiming to be an authority, will indeed do whatever it is they ask them to. So I absolutely agree with you mark congratulations julia for standing up for yourself right so so i repeated myself because he said no we need to talk about this now i said no i'm at work you know i i cannot talk about this i'll call you when i get out of work which was in an hour and a half and he and at 3 30 in the afternoon he said well i won't be here (laughs) which i mean figures right nice to be a bureaucrat exactly get off at two o'clock on fridays and i said well i'm sorry but i'm I'm not going to talk to you about this right now it's not appropriate and so he said, well, can I email you at, and he knew my email address right mm-hmm. off the top of his head. So I said, okay, email it to me. And I hung up with him and then I called you and had you check the email and take care of it. Um, so it only took a few minutes out of my day, but I was really shook up. At, you know what sure. I mean? I didn't know what was going on and I was in the middle of, you know, learning new things and such at work. And that's all I could think about for the rest of the day. So I checked out the email that, uh, that they had sent you and essentially it was a threat. Yes. Essentially the uh, New An Hampshire order. State- Right. The, well, it's a threat. Uh, it's an order and a threat all rolled into one. It's called the cease and desist order. And essentially what they are upset with is that – I'll just read directly from uh, from the order here. It says that uh, you've been investigated and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you did an interview on YouTube and you stated that you would give up to $2,000 your salary as a city councilor if you win the election – uh, to, and conduct 16 separate prize lotteries, which you never use the term lottery. No. 
uh, comprising of your 16 paychecks you would receive over the course of your four-year term. You said the lottery would be restricted to the voters on the voter checklist in Keene's Ward 4, which is the one you're running for uh, city council. And so they believe that you have violated their little prohibition on bribery which essentially says that uh, you shall not directly or indirectly bribe any voter to vote for any candidate for office at any election. I don't think it's a bribe. Um, It was just somebody who voted during the election. They could have voted for the opposition. That's exactly right. And I'm actually, I can't really remember, it's not exactly fresh in my mind, but I think that I made that kind of clear during the interview on Free Minds TV. We've made it clear, you've made it clear every time you've talked about it. Right. That I am not bribing people. It's five hundred dollars. That's not a lot of money, and only sixteen out of you know. There's for well, some people if, it is. If you walked up to somebody and said, "I'll give you five bucks if you vote for me," that's a bribe. Right. Um, but you didn't do that. All you wanted to do was return the taxpayers' money to the taxpayers in the the manner that was most expeditious. I think that the uh, the, the taxpayers that vote are probably uh, you know they're the most active. They're they're doing what they they're doing their civic duty in voting. So I think it was the right thing to do. Right, and I and I made that clear that I wasn't trying to win votes. I was just trying to prove a point because all politicians say I want to lower taxes, or at least nobody comes out and says I want to higher taxes. At right? least around here, maybe they yeah. do it in California, but you know, yeah. whoever reported you to the uh, attorney general's office for this, and it had to be somebody, right? Right. You know, well, they, 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 they did said say that, that I was, was reported. Snitched. Yeah, whoever did this is a boob. They're they're, they're, a, <laughs> they're a moron. Why? I mean, first you get all the local publicity. You got on the radio. You got on the television. Or actually, not television. You've been on the television for for um, giving away the the money. You've been in the newspaper for giving away the money. Um, you you got all kinds of publicity for for doing the the little the lottery, as they say. And now you're going to get all kinds of publicity for them, for the attorney general's office coming and saying um, to you that you can't do such a thing. And, you know, it's just so silly. People know that you weren't um, doing anything wrong. Well, here's the interesting here's one of the interesting uh, aspects to this is that I believe the attorney general is bluffing. Now, let's be clear. You've gone ahead and did what they suggested that you do. Well, they threatened me with at least a year in prison. Up to seven years in prison. So you have rescinded your offer at this point, and you've made it very clear that you're going to instead give your paychecks, if you're elected, to local charities and nonprofits like the local cable access. Right, because I cannot take it. I don't want it. Right. So you've made that clear. But I found it very interesting the way they phrased their letter, because you have to remember, these are legal people, right? And in the legal world, words can mean things that are different. You can just redefine a word that you think you know what it means. It can mean something completely different in the world of uh, the legal land. And so you have to read what they say very carefully. And it says here that you are hereby ordered to cease and desist from making this statement or any other statement which violates the bribery statute. Moreover, we encourage you to immediately rescind your bribery comment via public notice in a newspaper or other publication with a circulation to the voters in your area. Why did they choose to use the term encourage? Why did they use the term order? She's ordered to not do it anymore, but encouraged to rescind that. What would happen if she didn't rescind it? Could they still charge her? More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up whatever's on your mind, toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are totally free, so enjoy those on us. The 
uh, and those include, by the way, live streams. There's a broadband version of the show and dial-up version, both waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. And your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does that bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. Now, I said this story has national relevance. And I don't know if we've actually gotten to the nationally relevant part, but we will. Trust me, I've got to set it up first. We're talking about Julia Miranda. She is my girlfriend, as a matter of fact. She's sitting in here in the studio with us right now. Julia, you're still here, right? I am. Okay, good. Uh, you're running for office in Keene, New Hampshire, as a city councilor because... We have been told time and time again that we need to change things using the system. If you don't like it, you've got to get elected and you've got to change things. All right, we're trying. We're trying that, okay? And the more I've been involved with politics, the more, the more I say to myself, no, you can't change things within the system. It is an unsavory business, that's it, for sure. It really is. I've always thought politics were dirty i think most people realize this they you know people sort of see politicians as, as kind of scummy i've had yeah. lots of my friends tell me that Who they don't want to talk to me anymore if i win really <laughs> not seriously oh, but okay. but you know it's just sort of an j- ongoing joke people just know that politicians are kind of scummy right um but this has this experience in running for office has really just given me a totally different insight i mean i know exactly how scummy it is this is the second time i've been attacked basically right the first time was a uh, hit piece blog that was put out about you and once we rebutted that the hit piece blog disappeared off the internet so they didn't expect the rebuttal and they didn't expect all the media attention that that was going to generate for you but now (laughs) well it's the and and in that um same that same blog attacked me for my past indiscretions 20 right. years ago. And like, that blew up into a front page newspaper, a uh, very positive newspaper article about right. you, which you we know, posted at freetalklive.com. They're, they're just not going to learn. <laughs> well, apparently not. Um, so they're threatening Julia again now. Now they're threatening her with up to seven years in state prison because she offered to give her paychecks back to the taxpayers. Right. And the reason a lot of people ask me, well, why don't you just ex- not accept the paychecks? I thought about that originally. However, then the taxpayers don't benefit at all because right. the money was still taken. The city, the city of Keene is not going to give, give it back, obviously. So, so that's why I really just wanted I wanted the taxpayers to feel like they would benefit. You know what I mean? I'm serious right. about putting more money in your pocket, and that's exactly what I was trying to show. Well, or take mo- taking less leaving money it out, there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> leaving it there. Um, so it was really a more of a symbolic thing than anything else. But the New Hampshire Attorney General called you yesterday and you know threatened you. They sent you this cease and desist order, which says that you must cease and desist from making this, these statements about you know giving away your paychecks to uh, to the constituents. Uh, also, they say we encourage you to rescind your bribery comment from uh, when you were on Free Minds TV, which again you can see at freekeen.com. And I found, I, again, I find their wording interesting. You're ordered to cease and desist, but only encouraged to, uh, you know, put a public notice in the newspaper. So if all they're saying is she's encouraged, then that doesn't mean she really has to do it, does she? And also, if indeed she has violated the law. And that's what they're saying here in this in this two-page long letter that they sent, by the way, to her home address, her mailing address, and to her via email. It's very important for them to actually, you know, get this into her hands for some reason. But in this, they have come to the conclusion after their investigation that she has indeed violated this statute. So my question is, is the attorney general being nice? 
by calling Julia and, you know, giving her this warning and, you know, giving her this cease and desist order? Yeah. Or do they have no case? And do they just want to scare a little girl running for office? It's, it sounds like that to me. If she has violated the statute, then why haven't you arrested her? Please don't. No, no. I mean, we're not trying to, ju- you know, jab them into doing something. I'm like just this, wondering. But, yeah. But yeah, I mean, what do you I think? Mean, generally, that's what they do. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Do you think the attorney general's being nice, or do they just want to scare somebody? Are they trying to scare Julia into changing the way her campaign is is being run, to changing the, her her promises, and you know, just putting the fear or, of the state into her, or to discourage me? Because my immediate thought was, ah, oh, I'm so sick of this, I don't want to do it. Because I'm sick of right. getting attacked. You right, know you what almost I mean? pulled out. And it's scary. Nobody wants to go to jail. Yeah, it it really was very. But once I sit and think about it, you know what I mean, for a day, or and I have time to actually sort of reflect, I realize that this just makes me want to run even more. Like this makes me more passionate about what I'm doing because obviously somebody is frightened, somebody is concerned that I could win. That's what it seems like to me. If I had no chance, why would anybody bother with me? Exactly. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Here's the other point about this that I find very interesting. And this is, again, um, this can happen where you live, okay? In fact, it might even be dirtier politics where you live. So if you want to get in and change the system using the system, this is what you are up against. This is the crap you will come up against. You'll come up against threats of jail time if they don't like you. Mm. And this is only the beginning. Who knows what they'll do to her if she actually gets elected? Who knows what sort of nonsense will come about at that point? But here's the other point. When Now, I understand that around here, at least, politicians can't talk about raising taxes or they won't have a chance of getting elected. But there are those politicians around the country that, especially on the national level, in fact, you've got a brochure from Hillary today that makes all kinds of promises about giving away money and that sort of thing. Uh, the, the Hillary brochure, for instance, says, I'll give you a $3,500 college savings bond or whatever it is. You know, you've heard this proposal, right, Mark, mm-hmm. where she's going to just give thousands of dollars to people. How is that different? How, how is it different when a politician says, elect me and I'll give you $3,000 for college. Elect me and I'll uh, raise the pay of all the bureaucrats in town. Elect me and I'll send more money to the welfare program. Elect me and I'll send more money to fill in the blank, right? Mm-hmm. How is it different when a politician says, I'll use taxpayer dollars to give these, you know, I'll turn taxpayer dollars into your pocket if you're politically connected. Right. You know, I mean, the fact is they're, they're using, uh, you know, the, the, the common money, as it were, to bribe right. the hell out of people. Right. So it's apparently it's legal and OK to use taxpayer dollars to bribe voters, but it's not OK to take your paychecks and offer your own money at that point to doesn't make any sense um, to at encourage all. voters to vote. I mean, what's the difference there? You know, the difference is, like you said, Julia, somebody's feeling threatened by you, whether it's somebody at the state government or somebody around here in Keene, somebody's feeling threatened by you. So they're going after you. Whereas all these big government people that are making, you know, promises to whatever interest groups uh, to, you know, send them largesse from the, uh, the taxpayers funds. Nobody goes after them. Because that's expected. That's what the government wants. The government wants excuses to get bigger. Government. The government wants big government people to get elected. Right, and they could care less whether it's Democrats or Republicans that are growing their, um, growing you know their coffers. Do you? Do, how do you feel about all this, Julia? I mean, do you agree with that assessment? You know, I do. I feel like after this experience and watching going to the city council meetings and watching them in action, I almost feel like it's it's a club. 
and they do not like people in the club that, you know what I mean? They don't like new people. For example, you drive around here and you notice that all of the current city councilors, they have all the signs up of all the incumbents in their yard. Yes. So they're all supporting each other to stay in office. Right. So they can keep scratching each other's backs or do whatever it is they do behind closed doors. 800-259-9231. And now you're threatening to crash the party and out come the threats of jail time. Yeah. So get ready for this if you're ever planning to run for local office. More on the way. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want toll-free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And uh, you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com is the place to go. The features there for free, including the bulletin board system. We have over 300,000 posts for you to surf around through a whole lot of stuff to talk about there, serious issues and fun stuff. You find it all, and it's all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com, bbs.freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click join us today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. We're talking about the nightmare that can face small government candidates who are running for office, whether it be city council, whether it be state representative, whether it be U.S. uh, House representative, whatever. Whatever it is you're running for, if you're a small government candidate, you're very likely going to come up against some of the nastiest uh, rank political right. wrangling you've ever encountered. Now, now Julia, uh, my girlfriend, she's sitting in the studio with me. Normally she hosts uh, the show with us on Friday nights, but she's in here to talk about this because she's the candidate in question here. Now, in Julia's case, she chose to run for city council, which one of the reasons why is because, well, she won't have to travel to Concord, New Hampshire in order to do her job if she gets elected. But secondly, it's just a lot easier to run for city council. There's no reporting requirements for, uh, for you know, your finances mm-hmm. and no paperwork to fill out. You just have to sign up, and then you're in. Now, by the way, I heard them talking on the radio this morning that they're working, they're going to be working on reporting requirements for local office. So yeah, that's they, coming soon. They, of course. Uh, but for now, it's a lot easier to run for this particular office. And Julia doesn't have a lot of... Um, assets in the community in that she's not a local business owner she just works for a local business okay there have been others in other parts of the country i think sue i don't remember i just she, a lady in wisconsin was running for uh, for governor i believe mm-hmm. and she owned a bar well as soon as she filed for uh, for office all of a sudden guess who showed up at the bar to do an inspection uh, the, the, the local health department? Yeah. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, she starts getting more health inspections than she's ever gotten in her entire career as a bar owner. And all of a sudden, they're finding violations they never found in the past. Funny how these things work, huh? Yeah. So that's, that's one example. So the more assets you have on the line, the more they can threaten you. The worse it can be. Right. And fortunately, I don't have that. However, I am bothered that they called me at work. I really don't like work and my politics getting mixed at all. Absolutely. Let's go to the phones. People want to talk to you about this. Let's start with uh, Rick in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Rick. Good evening. Hey, what's on your mind? I'm very impressed with the way you guys are handling this, so just wanted to start out with that. 
I've got a, a thought and a question. Okay. The thought is, I used to work in an insurance office for seven years, and did they really use the word rescind? Rescind? I'm sorry. What, what was the context? I'm, I'm spacing. No, I mean, uh, in, in the letter to Julia, they use the word rescind. The last paragraph. They, she, they want her to rescind her. Uh, that is correct. She was okay. encouraged to rescind her bribery comment. Okay, well, I can tell you what the word rescind means in the insurance world. It means canceling a contract back from its date of uh, inception. Yeah, but what does it mean in the legal world? Because this cannot, is a legal thing. You cannot cancel a spoken word back to its inception. It's got about as much power as a judge instructing a jury to disregard comments. I mean, do you think that's why they encouraged her to rescind it? Right, because they've got no legal basis to make her do it. You cannot rescind a word once it's spoken, it's out there. And they're saying that she would have to rescind it via public notice in a newspaper, for instance. Well, no, they don't have any legal standing on that. I, then that's, I'm not a lawyer, but that's my belief. I don't think they can possibly make her rescind the spoken word. It just can't be done. Here's another interesting sentence. Very, the, la- the very last sentence from their, uh, from their letter is, Failure to comply with this order may result in an enforcement action and or prosecution in New Hampshire Superior Court. I found it interesting they used the term may. Well, and that's the thing. is You know, they're going to dodge the law. They're going to use it to their benefit no matter what. And they may not follow the letter of the law, so that's why May comes into play. Uh, My question is, Julia, how do you think this would have been affected had you said, I would give back this money to everyone within the city limits of Keene? Because that obviously exposes you to a whole different set of voters that don't necessarily benefit you, and it may may or may not affect the voters in your ward. You know... It's random. That's a really good question. I honestly don't know. I, I feel like I'm being targeted, and I feel like they could twist. You know, it's it's their rules. They could still say that's an indirect bribe. They could still right. say that, well, the people, you know, you're still indirectly bribing the people that could vote for you. Well, there, there you go. There's that may coming in there again. Mm-hmm. Guys, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Rick. We appreciate it. I mean, it's it's an idea, but the thing is, is it's just so, it's scary, you know? (laughs) Right. Right. When the word prison comes in, whatever you say, sorry, I'm not going to prison. Yep, that's why they, that's why they, uh, that's why they put it there. They use it, yeah. Let's continue. Talk to Max in the United Kingdom. Max, you're on Free Talk Live with Julia. Hello? Hey, Max, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Hi there. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? Great. Uh, Long time no speak. Yes, Um, sir. What's up? Basically... I've only caught you in the second now, and obviously you're talking about Julia running for city council. Mm-hmm. Um, now, to me, it smacks of completely. I've had my, <laughs> maybe along with various other people, had my uh, threats aimed at me, etc. And when they're targeted or put like this, uh, usually over the phone or then followed up with these words that once you reread them and then reread them again, and they're not actually quoting... Um, legislation or laws that you've infringed or broken and it's all effectively to to put wind up your backside Mm -hmm. (laughs) to scare you it is obviously just a scare tactic um maybe i don't know the full details but maybe uh there is some element of uh i don't know um gray and a gray area up to what maybe what juliet may have said um but i don't see that as being a bribe because i understand a bribe has to be between uh, one individual and another. That's what you would think, right? I, yeah, I feel like a Sorry? bribe would be if I went and said, you know, to somebody, if somebody could, for whatever reason, be, elect me. Like if I went to the mayor and there was um, sure. not an election, but you know where they appoint somebody, and I said, I will give you eight thousand dollars if you vote me, if you yeah. make sure that I get. That would be improper. That would sure. be a bribe. Right. 
sure. Well, that, that's the proof of burden has to go that back to them. Well, who exactly who did you identify as being the second party to this to this bribery claim? Right. And, and obviously they can't do that because you haven't obviously done that. Well, I don't um, know. I mean, again, their law is so vague. It says no person shall directly or indirectly bribe any voter to vote for any candidate for office at any election. So, so does this mean I couldn't? I couldn't say I will if Kendall Lane wins. I will. Who is my opponent, by the way? For those who don't know, if Kendall Lane wins, I will give my taxpayers money away, or you know, I'll pay you. I, that's also not allowed. It's any candidate, so it wouldn't even have to be for me. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that, you know, they did cite a law, and while I agree with you that I think they're bluffing, the fact is we don't want to find out, right? Sure, exactly. (laughs) And that's what they know, and they know we won't want to find out. No, 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 because obviously that that takes you completely off the the register, if you like, takes you completely out of circulation to do the things that you need to do. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you it stinks to high heaven of threat. They are worried... And I wouldn't be surprised if it was the counselor that's in place at the moment who you're competing against or someone that she or he knows is actually keeping an eye on what you might have said and what you might say in the paper. I think the council, that counselor um, is, is likely a little smarter than that. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> it, was well, no, no, so it doesn't necessarily have to be that person. It can be someone that's in and around that person. Yeah. Well, inevitably, an inevitably you when you to... challenge the status quo, there are going to be people that don't like you. They uh, they like oh, the status quo. They might be in a, a bureaucrat in the system that's feeling threatened, or just somebody who's a just died in the wool socialist that realizes that your ideas are dangerous to their precious little system. So it really could be absolutely anybody. But Max, you're going to be, mm-hmm. be upsetting the apple cart. You know, exactly. That's the correct term. Yeah. Exactly. And and they don't want that, so they'll. They'll ruffle your feathers. Yep, so they're bringing out the big <laughs> and guns. And make you scare away. Bringing out uh, threats of seven years in prison. Thank you for the call, Max. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Have you ever run for uh, for office, and have you experienced this level of harassment? I've heard all kinds of stories from people that have run for office and, uh, you know, just the, the ugly, ugly stuff that goes on. It's disgusting, and as, you know, it, it turns people off. It makes people say, whoa, I don't want to have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Look, I like small government, but no, I'll just, I don't want to have to go up against this. I don't want to face time in prison. I'll hide from them. And who has the time to read through the RSAs, the, yeah. the laws like of New I was Hampshire? supposed to know that. You're going to go and read tomes and tomes of law before you decide to actually run for office so you don't violate any of these? I mean, it's it's absolutely absurd. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Andy in here with you. And Mark, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com where the features are free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, go buy some stuff at the Free Talk Live store. We've got all kinds of great Free Talk Live merchandise, uh, including Free Talk Live hats and T-shirts, Free Talk Live hoodies. It's all there at store.freetalklive.com. So place your order and get some great Free Talk Live gear. That's store.freetalklive.com. So I don't know if there's much more to say on this issue. Uh, Julia Miranda, she's uh, my girlfriend. She's running for office where we live in Keene, New Hampshire. She's been harassed uh, to no end, uh, just harassed. She's had hit hit piece blogs created about her, trying to out her as like a, a drug-addled a maniac. 
crazy free hey, state family. project member. <laughs> family hater. Mm-hmm. You know, by the way, Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. They're doing everything they can to discourage you from running for this, this office. They don't like what you have to say. They don't like the fact that you're going in there to try to actually make positive changes to reduce the size of government, to actually reduce the level of taxation, and they're pulling out all the stops. They're th- they've gone from a threatening blog, from a, from a just an angry blog, a hate-filled blog, to now a threatening jail time, threatening state prison, because you wanted to give the money back that you were going to get paid to the taxpayers. What's really funny about this is almost every candidate says something about lowering taxes, because everybody who lives here in Keene, pretty much everybody, knows that the taxes here are ridiculously high. But nobody actually does anything right, about lying. it ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I really want to do something about it. And I've, I'm being targeted because of it. Right. So what you've done now is you've decided, okay, I'm going to do what the New Hampshire Attorney General says, and I'm not going to continue making these promises. And you've decided to instead give your paychecks, if you're elected, to local charities and, right. and nonprofits. So that's how you're sort of complying with their cease and desist order that they sent you. So you're jumping through their hoop. Uh, but at the same time, you aren't backing out. You aren't backing down. You're going to go all the way through. And, of course, the election's coming up on Tuesday. So we'll know more next week as far as uh, what the, the voters think yep. about all this. On Tuesday, um, yeah. But, you know, the Free State Project is sort of another aspect of this. That's why I, I brought up the fact that the show is sponsored by the Free State Project. And our listeners in Keene are new to the show, but they would find out soon enough that we're all Free State Project members. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've moved here. Now, it deserves an explanation, and Julia, you did a good job the other, uh, a few weeks ago, explaining it on the air when you were getting interviewed for your position. What, how would you explain why the Free State Project is not a big deal? Well, basically what the Free State Project is, it's an organization that is solely dedicated to moving people who love liberty to the freest state in the country, basically. New Hampshire, the live free or die state. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people, some people sort of, they, they throw out that, oh, they're coming to take over and that sort of thing. It should be pointed out that people have been moving to New Hampshire for years for more freedom. Mm-hmm. And there was just never an organization, a name for it. But I meet people all the time who moved here 20 years ago because they were sick of wherever they were living, because the taxes were too high, because the rules and regulations were too strict. Gun laws, business regulations, I mean, you name it, New Hampshire is more free. Right, so people come here and they do that. Now there's this free state project, which allows people to sort of join up and, and find jobs and and uh, and it sort of assists them to some extent with the moving process. But that's all it exists for is to just move liberty lovers to New Hampshire. And, and what's wrong with that? You know, the only people that have a problem with this idea are the socialists. The only people that have a problem with liberty-loving people moving to New Hampshire are people that hate freedom. And and liberty is the reason that the quality of life is so high here in New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. Voted the number one most livable state three years in a row. And you can tell the difference when you cross the border uh, from New Hampshire to to Massachusetts, for instance. It's just things are a little nastier down there for whatever reason. It's funny because I've been driving there a a lot recently um, and there's a 
sign every time I go down there that says the littering fine goes up to $10,000. <laughs> and here in New Hampshire, there's one I think says 250 or maybe 500. Now, which but, roads have the most litter on them? <laughs> I, d- I definitely don't think Massachusetts is any cleaner than New In fact, it's definitely right. dirtier than New Hampshire. So yeah. it's, it's just funny. It just goes to show. Right. Let's go to the phones and uh, talk to Errol in Florida listening on WFDL. Hello, Errol. Yes. How you doing, sir? What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I was just on my way from work. I usually listen to the other program before you and happen to hear that your young lady was experiencing some intimidation. Yes. Um, I, I would just call in to give her some encouragement because if, if, if they're doing this to you and you're saying on the radio that you're scared of going to jail, that's what they want. They want to intimidate you mm-hmm. into not running. And if, 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 that's, if, that's what, if that's what you're going to say on the, on the air, they already won. Don't say it like that. Well, I am scared of going to jail, which know, is why I, I listen know, to them. What I'm, what I'm saying is this. These people are evil, wicked, no good, whatever they are. Mm. And I'm saying to you is, don't let them know that. If you're going to give your money back to the taxpayers, don't say anything. Just go in and win and give it back. You know, and then let them go, go suck an egg, excuse my language. <laughs> <laughs> suck an egg. <laughs> you know, but, but you, you also need some courage as a leader, because if you're going to run... I think you're you're presenting yourself as a leader, and a lot of people want to see strong leadership. And, I have um, to say that, I mean, I, I think Julia is one of the most courageous ladies I've ever known. I mean, you have to understand, yeah. sir, she's 22 years old, uh, coming up on, that, yeah. on 23, so this is a whole new experience for her. She's yeah. never done anything like this. I commend like her. This. I commend her for that. I think that's beautiful. I think that's a beautiful thing that such a young person would, would challenge that the powers that be. And, and she's not backing down her. either. Don't give up. Don't yeah. give up. Don't oh, I'm not up, giving Julia. up. Um, Julia, go for it, baby. Just go for it. <laughs> Thank okay? you. I appreciate right. the encouragement. Thanks, Errol. Appreciate the call. Right. Yes. 800-259-9231. So as you said earlier, this has only strengthened your resolve to see this through. Right. I'm not going away. I'm not withdrawing from the race. And guess what? I'm probably running again in 2009. So, <laughs> Unless you get elected, in which case you're in for four years. That's true. Then I'll run again in 2011. <laughs> I don't know. You might be sick of it by That's, then. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, 800-259-9231. So very interesting. An interesting story uh, showing how ingrained these people are with the system. They just don't want to let it go. If somebody shows up on the scene who's just even talking about changing it, it's like, you know, man the battering ram, attack, defend. We must must stop this intruder. Well, the bureaucrats know that uh, their dollars come from people who just think the only way to solve a problem is to use the force of government. And they're going to, you know, they're they're all going to rally together. Oh, my God, this person wants to tear this thing. This, it's apart. Just all we want is lower taxes. You know, it's, it's really time for these government people to grow up. Really, I, that's, that's sort of my new message, is positioning them as childlike, positioning them as immature, uh, and, you know, beyond the fact that they're dangerous and violent, they're immature. Because if you want to help people, and I understand that a lot of the people in government, they want to help, right? They want to help feed the poor. They want to help, you know, do whatever, uh, make sure that houses are in good shape, whatever their issue is. They want to help. Mm -hmm. But what they don't understand is you don't help somebody by hurting another person. It's not, that's not good. Okay? Right, and, and demanding somebody um, pay money or have their house taken away, that's hurting people. Exactly. See, government people like to focus on the beneficiaries. 
because it's, well, politically popular. It's, uh, it's something that can get them votes. For instance, if you watch uh, the presidential um, State of the Union address, there's this habit that they have, this tradition of pointing out welfare recipients or right. you know military moms or whatever. Some program or another, they'll trot out uh, some, bene- uh, some person who's benefited from the program. Right. Here's so-and-so. Her husband died in the military, and now she's getting millions of dollars a year or whatever the, you know, the, the, the giveaway is. Right. But the, pr- the thing is, they never show you the people whose lives were ruined to right. provide that person with the government benefit. They never show you the, the family who's been torn apart by uh, the Children Protective Services right. when they're uh, talking about more money for their little programs. For their drug war or whatever. You know, there, there are uncounted numbers of people who've had their lives either completely ruined or at least partially impoverished by government rules, regulations, and taxation. And that's what we do on this show, at least some of the time. Sometimes we talk about fu- the future, like we did last night, and vision and fun stuff. But the other things that we do here, we talk about the issues that affect you and how these things are going to uh, impoverish you. And these taxes, they don't benefit you. You don't get benefits from these things. There nope. are a few things. You know, you might get the occasional... But they're know, not, And they're not benefits that couldn't be provided on a voluntary basis. That's and an important point. At a significantly more efficient exactly. price. Do you feel like you get $6,000 worth of services here a year? No. Because I don't. No, I certainly don't. I wish I could keep my $6,000 and choose what to spend my right. money yeah, on. Yeah, I wish I could shop around for the services instead of having to choose from, well, nothing. Instead of having to use the government, um, de- government-mandated monopoly service. Let me choose. Let me have the marketplace offer me different choices. Anyway, Julia, thanks for coming in and talking about Thank this. Thank you. Hour three's on the way. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is a live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us again, freetalklive.com. You can, again, bring up whatever's on your mind. That is the point of the show. In the meantime, we will... Oh, wait, I think we do have... Yep. Paula is on the line in Florida. Paula, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hi. Hey, Paula. I was listening, and I tell you what, and you were right about all of this. What? Wait, and, what what mean, part? Well, that you know, she's scaring people. You know. Right now, just for those just tuning in, uh, Julia is my girlfriend. She's running for office locally here in Keene, New Hampshire, and uh, the, the the government people are getting very frightened. They're threatening her with jail time. They're they've been posting anonymous hit piece blogs. They don't like the idea that somebody's actually running and they're serious about reducing the size of the state. Yeah, this this government is so evil, and I mean, it's uh, she's showing how good a person she is, and they're and it's scaring them, you know. Yep. Sure is. And, but I mean, I mean, she's doing the right thing, and that gentleman was right. Don't let them, you know, don't let her, you know, intim- intimidate her. You know, I mean, it's just this is ridiculous. She certainly and, won't. Paula, anything else on your mind tonight? Yeah, uh, there's something that came on very serious today. Uh, everybody needs to watch the History Channel. There was a lost book of Notre Dame, which his son had drawn a lot of the drawings in the book. Wait a minute. The History Channel's talking about Nostradamus? Yeah, they the lost book of Notre Dame has finally come out. 
And anyway, he talked about what we're going through. Where he said the towers was the sign of the apocalypse. Oh, come on. And Paula, this guy is just minute, another crackpot. You understand minute, that, right? No, he wasn't a crackpot. Yes, anyway, he was. He's just is, some old I mean, kook that wrote some stuff down. Too. But anyway, the thing is, everything we've gone through is in there. He said bin Laden was the Antichrist. Nonsense. And uh, the, the church, they <laughs> said it was it's Hitler. Going to be Yeah, down. I thought it was George Bush. <laughs> no, it's bin Laden. Oh. He was supposed to be Muslim. Hmm. And, uh, but anyway... Um, they have the whole thing. I mean, it follows. Now, wait a minute. How do they know that Nostradamus even wrote the book? Because how do you know somebody didn't write hit. it after the fact? His son, the family had it, and then it finally went to the church. I think, and the and the Catholic Church has finally released it. The Catholic is a, Church is holding yeah, they, the books they, they of Nostradamus. Got, they got of it. But anyway, it's been released, and I mean, it's awesome. And I mean, everything <laughs> we're going through over there in the Middle East. This is this is a religious war. And the thing is, is that he said in the end, it's up to us actually what happens. He said we're going to run out of oil, water, air. He talked about our galaxy. There's a point in our galaxy that's in the very middle, which actually when you when you mark it on our Earth, they showed it. It's pretty close to Texas. Paula, the Gulf. do you understand that Nostradamus wasn't a uh, an astrologer? He wasn't somebody that. I mean, he was not a scientist. He was just some old crackpot that wrote stuff down. He wasn't a crackpot, okay? Yeah. And the thing is, he helped our family in Europe. You know, okay. what you need to ask yourself is, uh, when you look at these people like Nostradamus, and Paula, thanks for the call, well, hey, but when you look at people like Nostradamus and these other supposed psychics and people that predict things, the fact is they're wrong 99 times out of 100. Or at the, least 90 out of 100. Right, and the 100th time, it's never something explicit. It's usually something like, and I predict that taxes will go up next year. <laughs> you know, it's vague. something like that. Vague. Yeah, it's always something vague that's interpreted after the fact. It's never explicitly predicted up front what will happen. It's after the fact. People look back and they, you know, they read some of these absurd vagaries and they say, ah, towers. It must have meant the World Trade Center or whatever, right? right. That's what they do. As though there haven't been towers for a thousand years and right. couldn't have been anything. It's, it's just silly to believe that people have the ability to predict the future. Silliness. 800-259-9231. There's, there is no scientific evidence whatsoever to back that up at all. And I can prove it. The James Randi Foundation, I believe it's randi.org, but I'm not sure, R-A-N-D-I. Go look at Google James Randi. Okay. And uh, he's got a foundation, and he has been offering for years a million dollars to whoever can prove to scientific criteria that they will agree on. That, so whoever it is, they can prove that they have some sort of paranormal, uh, paranormal ability, whether it's psychic predictions, telekinesis, ESP, you know, seeing uh, ghosts, whatever the claim is. It's they, Randy, Randy.org. Randy.org. Thank you. R-N, um, with an I at the end. R-A-N-D-I.org. Yeah. Whatever it is their claim, they come to the Randy Foundation, claim the million-dollar prize, they get together with their scientists. They come up with a plan as far as they, they agree with the scientists in advance what will prove scientifically that they can indeed do as what they claim to do. Mm-hmm. In the history of them offering that million-dollar prize, no one has ever come forward. As I understand it, no one has ever come forward to claim it. Or, yeah, they've, no never gotten gotten past, it. or they've never gotten past the People uh, the have come first... forward to, to claim the prize. They just haven't gotten it. Right. They've never... He debunks all kinds of stuff. Right. It's just total bunk. Total crap. Because if there was somebody out there that could really actually predict something, they'd have gone in there as soon as they heard about that, and they'd have knocked it out. They'd have said, okay, yeah, Red Sox are going to win the World Series, and da 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 and whatever else the other predictions are, and bing, bang, boom, million dollars. Mm. 
But of course, they wouldn't need the million dollars because if they could tell the future, they'd have the lottery numbers, or they'd have, uh, you know, they they'd have <laughs> bet on the Red Sox, and they would, right. you know, they they'd be rich beyond sure. belief. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the 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 number one contributors to charity should be psychics. <laughs> Because they should be able to psychically understand and, you know, get this money, and then they'll have so much money, they won't know what to do with it, so they give it to instead charity. Instead, they have to get their money by, uh, you know, opening up stands on the side of the road and hook, <laughs> palm <know>. reading. <laughs> Tricking people out of their money. Right. And that's called cold reading, by the way, just so you know. And the way it works is they come in there, you come into their little shop, and they, it's, it's quite a skill, actually, being able to cold read somebody. You essentially, you ask them questions that lead them to giving you information mm-hmm. that you build your predictions off of. Or you build your next questions off of to get more information. You, you know, the whole time you act like you've got some secret knowledge or the crystal ball is giving it to you. It's nothing more than hocus pocus. Hocus pocus. Yeah. <laughs> Alakazam. 1-800-259-9231. Uh, so... The other news of the day is what's going on in the airports of America. According to TheAtlantic.com, one of their bloggers reports that immigration agents at the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport apparently subjected some big-name Finnish musicians that had come to Minnesota for a music tour to quite a bit of uh, interrogation and harassment. Mm. One is allegedly the Bruce Springsteen of Finland. These guys are huge in Finland. Okay, so They've done nothing wrong, but this is how they were treated. They subjected them to more than two hours of interrogation that the musicians considered so harsh and demeaning they filed a formal complaint with the U.S. Embassy in Helsinki. Helsinki, excuse me. Uh, quote, it was almost three hours of screaming, door slamming, and accusations. According to the report I received, honorary Finnish consul for the Dakotas and most of Minnesota said, uh, also, they threatened us with severe punishments if we talked to each other. According to the complaint signed by the musicians... Doesn't sound like America. You can't talk. No talking. Through the walls, I could hear officers yelling, screaming. They ask about the purpose of our trip, except we're only allowed to give yes or no answers. I try to talk about our plans to meet with Finnish-American folk musicians, and no one listens. They interrupt me constantly and yell, You are a liar! There's just a little sample of what happened to these people. Sick. And it's Weird. Just, it's one example of what's going on with they international be travelers. To, to do it in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, one of those uh, sad Hollywood uh, German accents. German accents. You are a liar. <laughs> do they say no? We have ways of making yeah. you talk. You folk music people from Finland. You come into this country and you think you can just play your folk music here <laughs> without having a questioning session? I will show you a thing or two. Yeah. You don't mess with the TSA. Your papers are not in order. Go back to vent you came. Uh, So this is what's happening. I mean, I think most Americans are completely oblivious to this. They go to the airports and they see the TSA and they know they've got to bend they throw, over. They, they throw go. away their water bottles. They've already right. packed their, uh, you know, their cosmetics up in a three and little three ounce uh, bottles in, right. inside of uh, one gallon uh, clear plastic bags. It's much worse, much worse for international travelers. They're all suspects. They're all potential terrorists, and they're treated as such. Now, is there any surprise with you understanding the story we just told you about? Is there any surprise in your mind when we tell you 
that international travel is down almost 20% in this country oh, uh, over the last few years? Yeah. Um, I, I can't believe that uh, anybody doesn't know that it, uh, the travel's down. But it's as a matter of fact, it's uh, see, the number of foreign visitors to the United States has plummeted since uh, 9-11. Mm-hmm. And uh, New York and Washington, because foreigners uh, don't feel welcome, is according to the uh, tourism professionals. No, duh. The, uh, it's cost Americans $94 billion oh, my gosh. in visitor spending. $94 billion. Nearly 200,000 jobs. Sixteen billion dollars in lost tax revenue. Sixteen that that sixteen billion dollar has well, now, to be Well, wait low. a minute. That's what it's cost so far. Right. It's going to keep costing that on into the future and more as more and more people decide. You know, we're going to vacation down in Australia this year instead of America. Yep. More on the oh, way. Thanks. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there for free Shrine of Female listeners included the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com to see what that's all about. In fact, we have a brand new Shriner that I put up on the site today. Her name's Beth. And we made an exception for Beth, because normally if a, if somebody sent us a photo with a mask on, I wouldn't be able to accept it, because there would be no way to tell who was behind the mask. Uh huh. So there was an exception made in this case. She's wearing a V mask, which I love, of course. So that got her some points. But also we know who she is. She's an early mover to the free uh, to the um, Part, as part of the Free State Project, she's going to be moving to New Hampshire probably within the next couple months. And so she's been up here several times sort of scouting things out, attending the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. And uh, let's see what else. She's also come to Pork Fest. So we've met her several times. And so. I've gone mountain climbing with her. Yeah. So, more than one occasion. So, well, you know, we're willing to waive the rules in that particular case. Otherwise, it's a qualified photo. See, to get on the Shrine of Female listeners, you have to send us a picture that proves you listen to the show. And... She definitely proves in the picture that, that she is a Free Talk Live listener. Yeah, that's that's the truth. So, you can see what I mean. Strategically placed bumper sticker. <laughs> you can see what I mean by heading over to... She also has got a Ron Paul sticker in there, too. She really got some uh, nice imagery. Yeah, there. yeah. She's uh, so, you can see that at freetalklive.com. And now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. Now, we just told you about a story out of Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport where the Bruce Springsteen of Finland was coming in to uh, apparently do... Uh, apparently, Bruce Springsteen in Finland is a folk singer. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, he was coming to America to play his folk music, him and his band. And they were absolutely harassed by customs. In fact, uh, the, the quotes from them say that they were yelled at, screamed at, uh, interrogated about the purpose for their trip, but and they were asked about the purpose of their trip, but they were only allowed to give yes or no answers... Just a really sick, weird, twisted situation. Not something you would expect from the land of the free. But then again, we're not the land of the free anymore. And it becomes less and less free as time goes on. As the uh, Customs Department and the uh, the TSA ramp up the levels of security, ramp up the interrogations, ramp up the suspicion, we all will fall under this level of suspicion. You know what? If you think this isn't going to happen to you, well... If you stay in the country, you have a little while before you'll start to be treated like this. 
But if you are an American citizen who leaves the country for business or pleasure, get ready. Because in uh, January of 2008, every American who crosses the border of Mexico or Canada will have to show a passport or other proof of citizenship to the bureaucracy when they come back, when they return to America. Now, does that mean that you will be guaranteed to be harassed like these people from Finland? No. But I can tell you more people will be harassed than ever before. They're already starting it. Already international travelers have to show passports to come back in. That's already on. Uh, that's already a law on the books. And you can bet more and more people are getting this sort of treatment. Especially if something calamitous happens, like, I don't know, you have your wallet stolen while you're in Toronto or in, you know, uh, right. some if you Mexico don't have your identification. City. How are they going to treat you then? How are they going to treat you at the border if you're trying to come back in and you're telling them, oops, I lost my ID. Oops, I don't have my passport. Then what? I can tell you, they're going to put you in a holding cell or something while they try to dig through their bureaucratic mess and figure out who you are. Hope you enjoy that process because it's coming soon. They could uh, sit you down and call you a stinking liar, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and hold you for a couple of hours like they did right. these people. Right. Exactly right. And it's happening to more and, and more know, people. And you know, the th- the thing about it is, people, uh, Americans, just say to themselves, "Oh well, you know, what are we gonna do? Who cares? It's I. Uh, I'm an American citizen. I'll get back in." And the fact is, you will. You know, you might have to deal with a little bit of uh, crap from one of the bureaucrats, but mm-hmm. uh, you know. Big deal, right? If it keeps us safe. $94 billion in lost visitor spending since 2001, since we instituted this stupid, inefficient bureaucracy called the TSA, since mm. we um, instituted the stupid Homeland Security Organization. Yep. Um, you know, the the fact but is... Mark the terrorists. Yeah, but, but they don't do anything. The TSA misses 75% of the guns, knives, and bombs. We could we could yep. do better than that with uh, minimum wage... We, we could hire chimpanzees yes. to go through people's I believe bags. you could. And you'd, you'd find more stuff. It, this is, it's just ludicrous. And what is Homeland Security doing? Nothing. Cracking down. It's getting worse. It's going after us. Oh. And, you know, Benjamin Franklin was absolutely right when he said that those that would give up, uh, you know, uh, their essential liberty for a little temporary security will deserve neither and will get neither. Am right. And that's what's going to happen, it's people. It's what's happening. We're going to we're going to have a police state, uh, you know, they're going to be We have doing, a police state. Well, it depends on your uh, view of it. Some people don't see it because they don't, you know, they don't live the lifestyle that They uh, just don't apply the term. View. Look, we have cops at the airport that go through your luggage. Doesn't that sound like a police state? Isn't that a checkpoint? People are looking for your papers. We actually have checkpoints. And we have those random checkpoints, not just DUI checkpoints, but now we have citizenship checkpoints. Show us your papers, citizen. 200,000 jobs have been lost since 9-11 in the oh visitor industry. 200,000. 200,000 people. Now, once Americans... Now, this, these are international travelers you're talking about. The $90 billion mm-hmm. that has been lost as, as far as business being done here by international travelers. That's a tremendous hit to the, uh, to the, to the travel industry and to the economy in general. But it's going to get worse when the uh, the crackdown comes for American citizens. It's going to make it so American citizens aren't as interested in traveling abroad. Uh, it's going to make it so that uh, their family members and friends that live abroad aren't going to want to come here to visit them. But that at the same time, the Americans aren't going to want to leave the country because they're not going to want to have to deal with the bureaucracy to go and visit their friends and family. I mean, it's just it's going to put a real dampener on uh, on travel, and that also includes business. 
We told you a story, I think it was last week, about the Mexican border where they're now testing the program that's going to go into effect next year that I told you about, Mm -hmm. where they're going to require Americans to show proof of citizenship to get back into the country. Well, guess what that means? They're requiring everyone to show this, which means every single car is being stopped on the way back into America, which means that you are going to be waiting longer and longer than you've ever waited in the past to get back into America. This is awful. This is going to put this is going to make it so deliveries aren't made on time, truck drivers aren't going to be able to make their schedules on time, products aren't going to be making it to the market when they normally do. That's going to uh, cost more gasoline, the price of products is going to go up, the, the traffic si- situation is going to get worse. It's just an awful situation. But yet the people who are in favor of this are going to say, but the terrorists, the immigrants, what about our, what about our job? This is, uh, you know, uh, you know, there may be problems with terrorists and immigrants or whatever. That's fine. You don't have the right to take away my freedom to travel in order to make yourself free. You don't have the right to enslave me for your own quote-unquote safety. Well, they may not have the right, but they do have the guns and the manpower, and they're going to do it. It's what they're doing. 800-259-9231. But Customs has a solution, Mark. I mean, they've got a solution to this problem of international travelers not wanting to come here. Uh Uh-huh. And Walt Disney's going to help them. I'll tell you about it here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Live Saturday edition, Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include all kinds of neat things like the bulletin board system, Shrine of Female Listeners. It's all there, and it's all totally free. Live streaming, you name it, we give it away. Those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their websites. We don't do that stuff. So enjoy on us, freetalklive.com. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. We go to the phones to the fun. Coming up, we will share with you custom solution to the problem of the United States losing international travelers. They have they have got the solution, and it's so simple, Mark. Oh, good. It will blow your mind. I can't wait. Let's go first to Sam in Colorado, listening on the, ampl- or, uh, on the amplifier line. Hello, Sam. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I just flew out to uh, Colorado here from Texas earlier today, and I used my petition. I had a unique experience kind of going through the uh, TSA Nothing dramatic this time, but it was pretty informative. I thought I'd share a few points. Okay, sure. Uh, first off, I handed. This is the fifth time I've used my TSA petition. That's got the redress of grievances. It's a little ticket sleeve, and this is the first lady that actually read the title, saw what it was, and noticed that it was, you know, something out of the ordinary. Now, can you is, um, can you just give us a quick summary here of what exactly this is and what its purpose is for all of our listeners that don't know? Sure, it's a trifle brochure that I. Uh, actually, I just came up with two documents, a petition for redress of grievances that talks about how the TSA is disconnected from market signals and why they're set up for failure because of that. And uh, it also has a story about how they missed 90% of the guns, knives, and bombs from the Denver 
uh, red team test. Mm-hmm. So I just I uh, turned that into a, or an artist friend of mine turned that into a trifold brochure. I cut a slot in it and turned it into a ticket sleeve, and then I hand it to the TSA agents as I go through. So I'm handing them my petition for redress of grievances. Nice. So. So it's kind of a low-key way to communicate your objections to them without getting in their face. It is. And the lady actually saw it, and she's like, you know, what's with the chains? And I talked to her a little bit about it. She asked for an extra, so I pulled one out and gave it to her. Hmm. And then the coolest thing that happened, the lady right behind me said, you know, this is all for show. And she started getting on the lady's case, and I've never seen that happen before. So that was wonderful to to watch. She's right. It is all for show, as they call it, security theater. And, and I mean, they, they miss so many weapons. Uh, it's just it's just to slow you down and harass you more than anything else. They make people yeah. feel better that uh, somehow they're safe on planes, I guess. Yeah. They make them think the government's doing something all the while. All they're really doing is just milking the taxpayers for billions of dollars they'd to be, fund this agency. They'd be so much better off if they would just uh, reinforce the cabin doors on airplanes and let pilots have guns. I think they'd be better off if they let the airlines set their own security policies. I so would agree with that, too. If an airline wants to allow its pilot to, to carry a gun, then that should be up to the airline and the pilot. In fact, the airline should be free to decide to allow a cabin crew to carry guns or even the passengers. Why can't we be free to make those choices? It's interesting that that you guys mentioned that. The guy who was doing because I was going through as a selectee, I don't show ID when I travel. Mm -hmm. Uh, His name was Jason. He was an agent. He was sitting there swabbing my bag. And we talked for about 15 minutes, and he was taking my time because we were enjoying the conversation. Mm. Uh, He's actually been tested by the red team in Dallas, and he stopped them. And managed to find them. Now, he said they're very, very, very good at what they do. Uh, he also mentioned that the report, that news story pulled out two of the worst cases and kind of publicized them. And I said, yeah, but there were 10 others that, you know, tested 70 to 90 percent failure rate. And he didn't really have a comment for that. But he <laughs> talked about, you know, the procedures are in place, yada, yada. And I said, look, I've gone through, as a selectee in this major airport, through a certain uh, checkpoint. And they haven't even searched my bag four times in a row. Uh, one time I came through with stitches on my chest from a little mole that was removed, mm-hmm. and I let the agent know that that was patting me down. He didn't even check my chest. Hmm. And this guy was really shocked at that because, you know, that violates procedures. And that's, I think, what they're catching. Uh, we also brought up uh, passengers being able to carry guns on the plane, and he actually agreed. Interesting. He, he thinks that would be a great idea. Uh, the TSA still he he still believes you know it's important to check people for explosives and that sort of thing because a, a handgun's not going to do anything in that case. Well, um, you know we know that uh, we know that in bureaucracy there are bureaucrats that are that actually care about their jobs mm-hmm. and and are really interested in 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 making a difference. It's just that they're hamstrung by the bureaucracy and the red tape and and uh, all the governmental rules and nonsense that goes on in the in those worlds. And as you pointed out, they're not subject to market signals, so the bureaucrats can't really adjust themselves efficiently like people in the marketplace, business owners and employees and people like that can. Yes, and one last thing we discussed was the binary explosives because of the water. And I said, look, you know, the chemists have proven the TATP is, just won't work that way. And he said, well, it's not TATP. Uh, and I said, okay, well, what explosive is it? And he, oh, I can't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> and he, wouldn't, he also couldn't tell me the, the success rate. He said uh, in Dallas the success rate is much higher against the red team test, but he couldn't tell me what the number was. That's a secret. Yeah, it's 55% of the time we let them get through here. 
perhaps. Yeah. You know, and, but here's the thing. Let's assume that Dallas is, you know, I mean, it, it's a safe. It's an iron box. The best you can't in the get anything through. 20%. They catch, um, the, you know. What about they, Houston? What's that? Or what about Houston or Austin or like, even, any of the other airports? Right, sure. They, they can try any of the other airports. And what about at 20%? That means you need to send five terrorists through. I mean, and these guys are essentially peasants from the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you send five terrorists through with uh, with their guns, knives, or bombs, which they only miss 20% of the time, and say Dallas, and you've blown up a plane. Because that's what the, it seems to be the issue now is blowing up a plane. That's not what happened on 9-11, so I don't really understand what the point of it is. Yeah. The point on 9-11 was somebody got a hold of a plane and flew it into a building. That's sure. never going to happen again. There's no American, um, red-blooded American male and, and quite a few red-blooded American females that's ever going to let anybody with a box cutter um, take a plane again. It doesn't make no it. It's it. never going to happen. If, if that happens on a plane I'm on, I love you, honey. I'm going to go mess this dude up. I'm going to yeah. break his arm off behind <laughs> his back. you got nothing to lose. So he yeah. cuts me on the arm with a box cutter? Big, fat, hairy deal. Yeah. But before 9-11, if you got, why get cut in the arm with a box cutter? If you could just go spend, I don't know, spend 24 hours in Cuba on the tarmac, and then uh, you get sent home. Big deal. Yeah, I left him with the thought that, uh, hey, even with explosives uh, being brought onto a plane to bring it down, the private market's going to be in a better position to innovate and come up with less intrusive ways to find these dangerous items, uh, you know, at the least possible inconvenience to customers. Yep. And uh, he seemed to agree with that. Right. It would be the least possible inconvenience, and they would also innovate ways to keep it fast, to keep it moving, to where, you, got it. you know, the, the only thing that TSA can do is come up with more rules and more hoops to jump through, which just, in, uh, you know, just lengthens the process. And then, of course, it gives them the excuse to hire on more bureaucrats and expand the bureaucracy. It's just a mess. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it, as always. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Tom in Canada. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, hi, Ian. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, well, we formed a group up here in Canada of about 32 scientists who look at climate change, and I think we actually are experiencing some of the things that your uh, girlfriend's experiencing. Um, We're looking at it, whether it's politically correct or not, uh, from the point of view that climate is a fairly natural thing to see changing over the eons. Sure is. And whether or not recent climate change is extraordinary and whether we're causing it, that's what we're actually examining. Okay. And we're trying to fight through the bureaucracy and the hysteria and the political right or left to try to actually find out what science really says. And it's interesting because our head, uh, the head of our group, is a climatologist by the name of Dr. Tim Ball. He's had five death threats as a result of our activities to try to find out what scientists really think, uh, independent of the political correctness. Um, similarly, you know, we've, we've actually uh, found that uh, people simply are are really suppressing this in a way that uh, is, is really quite frightening. Until recently, nobody really knew what the scientists in the UN's climate agency, the IPCC, actually said to each other before these reports came out. And for the first time this year, with an access to information, uh, a Canadian uh, analyst by the name of Steve McIntyre forced the United Nations to release the comments of the climate scientists and the responses mm-hmm. of the uh, IPCC to these comments. And it's amazing. You know how they're always saying 2,500 scientists agree. Right, they're saying it's a consensus and that uh, yeah. all the scientists agree that the, uh, the world's getting warmer because of human beings. But you're going to tell us what they really said. Hang on, 800-259-9231, or allegedly what they said. Uh, more on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. Even in these remaining moments, this is Free Talk Live. <laughs> 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, even in these remaining moments, enough time for your call. 800-259-9231. Ian, here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. Uh, whenever you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. So you're going to do the shopping anyway, whether it be getting your uh, new book that you're interested in reading or a hot new DVD or, heck, even a piece of furniture. I mean, groceries? They have 41 categories for you to shop in. You can buy used stuff. It's amazing the amount of things that Amazon has. It, and, in fact, it is coming up on uh, Christmas season again, right? The holiday season. Mm-hmm. Got to buy stuff for other people. Go and shopping at Amazon. The prices are great. The experts agree that you spend less by shopping online because it's you true. don't go and uh, you know just you, you don't go out and spend a whole bunch extra like you would at a retail store. You find something for yourself while you're out at a retail store. Sometimes it's surprising how need. much it's surprising how much cheaper Amazon can be than retail. Uh, so anyway, Amazon.freetalklive.com. That's the portal. You want to use that to get to their site, and if you do, then Free Talk Live gets a percentage. Okay, Amazon.freetalklive.com. Let's go back to Tom in Canada. Uh, Tom, you're saying that you and some uh, some other people uh, had formed a group, scientists, you said, uh, yeah, up in right. up in Canada to to really take a close look at this whole global warming thing, and you know, is it really something that there's a scientific consensus on, as so many yeah. people are claiming, which of course is absurd. The idea that science could ever have a consensus is antithetical to what science is all about. Science yeah, is all science. about um, th- you know, theorizing and people testing those theories and, and hypotheses and, and, uh, and, and determining things from that. But, but nothing in science is ever really um, for sure. They're always in question, basically. Yeah, exactly. And so we had a look at this, um, the actual internal comments of the scientists within the IPCC. And the most critical one is Chapter 9, which looks at the causes of climate change and the forecast for the future. And of the 2,500 scientists, only 64 of them actually reviewed that chapter. And of that 64, most of them are biased because they wrote part of the chapter or their own papers are being referred to. Hmm. So you're left with a grand total out of the 2,500 scientists. You're left with a grand total of seven having reviewed the most important statement of the IPCC, which is that the last century has been mostly warmed by greenhouse gases from humans. And that particular statement was reviewed by almost none of them. Hmm. So, in fact, this 2,500 number is just a hoax. Um, No, it's no shock. The U.N. is corrupt. The U.N. is a bureaucracy. The U.N. cutting corners. I mean, it's, it's another big bureaucracy. That's all they are. Yeah. Well, you know that, in fact, there couldn't be a consensus and the science couldn't be settled because every year now there's about 10,000 papers put out on this topic. And if the, if the science was settled, you wouldn't be seeing that. Yep. Uh, so, in fact, what we're trying to do at the Natural Resources Stewardship Project, we have a website, it's nrsp.com. Mm-hmm. What we're trying to do is say, look, forget about left and right. Forget about, you know, who's going to make the money or who's going to lose. Let's look at what the science really says. And the idea that we know that we're causing significant climate change, we're a long, long way from that. Thank you for the call, Tom. Very interesting and enlightening. Appreciate hearing from you. And I'm sure those who are interested in that topic will uh, go and visit your website. Freetalklive.com is our website. Our number is 800-259-9231. There couldn't possibly be a scientific consensus. That's anti-scientific. You don't get to vote on what's right or what's wrong in science. And the idea that people are so into this issue that they would call a scientist and issue death threats to him for coming out on this. 
for coming out against the popular viewpoint? It just goes to show that, in fact, global warming really has nothing to do with saving the planet and, in fact, has more to do with enslaving the planet to a worldwide government. Mm. That's what they're looking for. They really want to work. A global, a global problem needs a global, global solution. solution. What does that mean? That means a big, giant global government to take care of these things. And what kind of sense does that make? No, it's craziness. I didn't vote for the, anybody in the UN. Why should I have to be uh, beholden to their rules? I don't agree that you should. 800-259-9231. Ah, right. So the uh, Customs Department, as I mentioned before, they have a brilliant plan, a cunning plan. According to Michael Hampton at HomelandStupidity.us, since September 11, 2001, getting into the U.S. as a foreign visitor has become a harrowing experience. So much so, in fact, that foreign tourism is down nearly 20% as many tourists choose to spend their holidays elsewhere. Rather than be poked, prodded, searched, fingerprinted, and verbally abused by U.S. Customs and Border Protection agents. Not to fear, though, the Department of Homeland Security and the Department of State have done something about it. The first Americans that foreign tourists run into upon arrival are customs agents. Of course, what they've done doesn't at all involve training customs agents to be less abrasive and more welcoming. We were reading a story earlier about Mm -hmm. how they were shouting at people and interrogating them and just being generally awful. Instead, Homeland Security and the State Department have partnered with Walt Disney Parks and Resorts to produce a video to show to foreign visitors in their international airport arrival areas and make them feel welcome while they wait in turn in line to be shaken down. (laughs) The government calls this a multimedia initiative to welcome international visitors to the United States. Sounds nice, right? Mm. It is a a very nice video. He's got it linked here, and I'll post the link up on the BBS later tonight. But it's a very sort of warm, heartwarming video showing scenes from America of families and farms and businessmen and kids and, you know, that sort of thing. Nice stuff. Yeah, people smiling, waving. Disney commissioned the project as part of the Reich-Chertoff initiative that seeks to secure America's borders while welcoming legitimate visitors into the United States. According to the bureaucracy's press release, America's arrival for its foreign visitors really needs to be a welcoming experience, said the Walt Disney chairman in an accompanying video about the making of Portraits of America. It's called Welcome, Portraits of America. He says, we know that in the first 100 steps when people leave an airplane is when we have a chance to really make an impression about what a welcoming place they've arrived. Now it's true that after, uh, it's back to Homeland Stupidity, now it's true after most people manage to get past customs and into the country, Americans are some of the most friendly, generous, welcoming people in the world. And the video showcases this fact. But All it, except for the customs. No, agents, it does apparently. nothing to assuage the fears of foreign tourists that they'll never get into the country in the first place. That they'll be denied entry Mm. or detained for hours for no reason or even tortured. A Department of (laughs) Homeland Security spokesbureaucrat last year called Flawed and Self-Serving a 2006 survey which found that international visitors to the U.S. worried more about customs agents than terrorists. And that one-third of the fact is you're going to meet a uh, customs (laughs) agent, likely you'll never meet a terrorist. Nope. It's likely that none of us will ever encounter any terrorism ever. Right. You you pretty much have, uh, you know, you have a better chance of being killed by a falling coconut than you do of uh, being killed by a terrorist. Lightning strike for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, and that one third of international visitors to the U.S. found customs agents so rude and abrasive that they planned to never return to the United States. Now, mm. stop for one moment. Remember, we told you before that international travel is down by almost 20% since 2001. 
The 2006 survey found that one out of three international travelers... So we've already knocked, by the time this survey was done in 2006, 20% of travelers had already gone. They they were not taking this survey. Mm. So of the travelers that were coming here, 33% of them say... We're never coming back. Your customs agents are so rude. We'll take our business and our vacations elsewhere. 33%. And $94 billion in, uh, in, in money from visitors. That's so far what's been lost. Mm-hmm. Now, when the 33% decide to never come back, and we've already lost 20%, now 33%, I mean, that's going to be another $100 billion, if not more than that. Mm. Mm. I feel awful for the people in the, in the travel industry. The people running theme parks and and uh, and uh, travel services and hotels and that sort of thing. I, I you know, I just don't know. They're I mean, being held so hostage. Awful. They're the ones being held hostage by the terrorists in the airport. Right. You know, if the terrorists wanted, um, uh, hated us for our freedoms, they damn sure got them. Got our freedoms, you mean? Yeah. But look, you know what the terrorists did? The Americans uh, stuck their tails between their legs, and they, you know, put together this stupid, inefficient um, bureaucracy that uh, makes it terrible for people to visit the united states looks like the terrorist won the video began playing last monday at washington dulles international airport and bush intercontinental airport in houston and will be rolled out to international airports nationwide according to the department of homeland security no word yet on whether customs agents will begin treating visitors with dignity and respect (laughs) yeah forget that and think about it what does customs care why do they care they are not financially incentivized to care. You know, if anything, it's like the VA doctors. The VA doctors have an incentive to kill off their patients because it's just less patients for them to deal mm-hmm. with during the day. Same thing with customs. Customs could give a flip if you don't ever want to come back. Makes their job easier. Less people to see. Less people to, you know, pat down and stuff. Right. They, they are the, the epitome of a lazy, um, you know, uh, disincentivized worker. If 30, they don't want people to come through. Right. If 33% of uh, the current visitors never come back, their job's one-third easier. And if they treat them poorly, well, you know, it just, it, it you know, it doesn't matter if they treat them poorly it's or just not. Just sad, sad stuff. Hey, it's been Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us Monday night. And online in the meantime, the rest of your weekend, freetalklive.com. Get interactive with us there. All the features are for free. And we'll see you starting again Monday night. In the meantime, have a great weekend. Be safe. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.